Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. So you don't see butterflies and hummingbirds. I don't really pay attention to nature at all. Right. You don't look up to see like what's buzzing around you. Uh, I can <laughs> like count on one hand the amount of times I've looked up in my life. <laughs> Straight ahead or down. Right. Side to side panning. Yep. Looking for exits. Yeah. All day long. That's looking up. There's nothing up there for me. I mean, you got attacked by an owl because you weren't That's true. paying attention. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I was looking straight ahead and a bird from above did crash into me on purpose. Knocked out your AirPods. Yeah. And then puffed its chest and beat its wings at me until I left the forest. But, so I don't look up. But you know what you do have is an unerring sense of where the nearest trash can is. I can find it easy. <laughs> easy. And it's so funny because we were just walking into the studio with Mr. Archie Moo, who took one of his, you know, pre-recording poops yep. on the sidewalk. Which we all do. Yeah, we all have pre-recording poop. I just have one. And um, too much information. Hi, everybody. <laughs> anyway, Archie pooped. I scooped it up like the good dog person that I am. And I was walking, holding his poop in a bag. Mm -hmm. And uh, you turned to me and you were like, Art, and you were mad. I was mad. You were like, Ugh. I was on your left and then I swooped into your right uh -huh. so that you had direct access. To the trash can. Yeah. Located on the sidewalk. Right next to you. Which I didn't see. Which is insane. <laughs> I was like, but I see butterflies and hummingbirds everywhere. Yeah. Every time you're like, oh, look at that hummingbird. I'm like, that is a full green tree with a, yeah. a green bird in it. And you can 50 see 50 yards it. away. And I'm like, look at it. You can see it outlined against the sky. But you can't sky. find a trash can. <laughs> Six inches to your left. No wonder my place looks the way it does. I have no ability to locate any trash. It just piles up everywhere. There are two kinds of people in the world, and I truly believe this. Yes. Those whose head is always on a swivel, looking for exits, spotting <laughs> trash cans, completely aware of their immediate surroundings at all times. Mm -hmm. And then people like you who can like see a lobster, the shape of a lobster in a cloud. Yeah. And, and, but will run into that tree branch that is hanging yes. at eye level. Absolutely. 100% constantly am tree branching myself or stepping off a curb and like busting my ankle because I'm like, oh my God, is that a banana slug? <laughs> <laughs> Across the street on a street pole. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's why it works, Mike. We, uh, we're the yin and the yang. Yeah. A hundred percent. The banana slug and the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this episode? <laughs> it is kind of like weed and grub. It, it is like you're the slug. I'm the um. Well, in this, you're the slug, but I I don't know which works. But we're we're two halves of a whole. Banana slug in the trash can. Yep. <laughs> well, that's a good place to start. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out, and completing each other. Ha! I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. I got to get to this plug. I can't wait anymore. You're sweating. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. I've never, well, we this episode is about a lot of nevers. It's a or lot. Or have, have nevers. Yep, a lot of firsts. But first and foremost, we're going on tour, y'all. Holy smokes. The links will be in the show notes as we record this. They're being updated right now with show description and tour name, which is The Feds Can Fuck Off Comedy Tour. That's right. We're going all over North America. We're starting in California in March, and then more and more dates are going to be rolling out Um 
across I think the Washington, nation. yeah, Chicago, St. Louis, yep. um, New York, Pennsylvania, anywhere that I think is a legal state, we're coming to almost. I think we have 15 or 16 dates, maybe with more to be announced. Yes, everywhere, everywhere we are going, we'll have state legal cannabis, we'll have games, snacks, guests, giveaways. Giveaways, it's a, probably weed, the Fed can fuck off. <laughs> it's, a, it's a variety show that we'll just like... Light up your brain. You're going to have a great time. We have brought versions of this show to SF Sketchfest. And uh, here in L.A., we've done some live events. And we're... I don't know how we're going to follow the Sketchfest show. Yeah. I mean, listen, Allie proposing to her boo on stage was, you know, one of the greatest moments that we've ever had on this podcast or live show ever anywhere. Exactly. It was magical. It was magical. So I guess come to every show because they will be <laughs> hopefully as magical as two people getting a fiance on stage. Yeah. Really quick. March 1st. Berkeley, California at the Come Cornerstone. Out. Get us. March 3rd, Sacramento, California at the Stab Theater. Mm -hmm. March 6th, San Diego, California, <laughs> Soda Bar. I like that you said California after each of those, as if it were in doubt. Like San Diego, New Mexico. Would... <laughs> <laughs> Don't mix point. it up. <laughs> That's a real good point. <laughs> those are our first three dates in California, March 3rd. First, first, third, and sixth, and then I think we're jetting to the East Coast, and then I believe we're bringing it all home around 420 here in California again. Yeah, I'm supposed to follow up with the Comedy Store about that. Thank you for reminding me. It is very exciting. We uh, just hosted the MJs in Vegas, which we're going to get to, and I'm so excited to like use some of that energy too, just performing to that in crazy, crazy huge theater with some of the stuff that we came up with for that to, to roll into this live tour and do just great bits, hot sketches, comedy, all all the things come out yeah come out man mj's was amazing also can i just say there was a right where was it there was a write-up somewhere where they referred to you as the funny one and i was like okay now all right <laughs> listen <laughs> i do blame you for that well it's because i your like, bio starts in, with cannabis journalist I what know. do you want people to think well it's because i am a cannabis journalist but also i don't refer to my former life so much where i was you know just like on stage and and doing that full time so as the as the wheel arcs back toward me being more of a performer uh Again, which I'm so delighted about. I do want to bring that a little bit to the forefront and not necessarily be, I mean, definitely not be serious when we're doing the Feds Can Fuck Off comedy tour because it'd be weird if I just showed up and I was like, anyway, listen. Here's a <laughs> thing about a thing that has to do with legislature. Facts. Yeah, right. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, Mike, the funny one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's the spicy one. Yeah. Well, right now I am, but that's yeah. because of Vegas. Yeah. So what are you going to do? But I wanted to say, like, update your bio, please, Mary Jane. I, I'm begging you. Okay. Put what do you there, want me to say? Um, All of your amazing theater uh, uh, shows, mm. the amazing review that you got for your one show that you've done here in Los Angeles so far. You were mm. on the cover of the review, and it's a huge big review and it won awards. And that's not in your current bio. So get in there. Okay. All right. The TBD. baked potato the baked has potato. been on stage yes. at every single show since we started doing live shows. It's and true. it is everybody <laughs> comes up to you about it. And I'm like, I am the funny one. And you're <laughs> she's just putting on a fucking potato costume and getting all the glory. Yeah. I was in Luna Stowers fucking story in my baked potato costume. And I was like, listen, this is so legit. She's posting about me in her fancy story on Instagram. Yeah, I feel very seen as the baked potato. But also, like, we just, I mean, listen, can we get into them, Chase? We're going to talk about it a little bit. I don't want to just do like a recap, but. No, I just want to talk about Vegas because it's my favorite place on earth. And okay. I could, I'd live there if I wanted to live for three months tops. Scanning for trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> I could no butterflies them. in Vegas unless they're made of neon lights and LEDs. My kind of consumerism, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about? The MJs was incredible. Yeah. 
I mean, what was your favorite part of it? Um, I mean, it's my first theater. I've never been on big, stage big. at a theater before and gotten laughs mm. in a theater. The Pearl Theater at the Palms Hotel and Casino seats 2,263 people at capacity. And I think we were pretty close to sold out. Uh, last I heard was 2,100. And when we came out on that stage and there was this huge video of us smoking and snacking playing behind us, and we were announced by the voice of God, Patrick, on the microphone. And I looked out at that crowd and I had expected, I don't know what I expected because I've always felt at home on stage. It's my favorite place to be is like on stage feels to me like church yeah. to some degree. Like I'm just, I'm home. I feel safe. I feel like just exactly in my lane and in the pocket. And when I looked out at that huge, huge crowd, I'd had a sort of stab before I went on stage of like, oh my God, what is that going to be like? And I looked out and I was just like, oh, fuck, yes, let's get into this. Wow. It felt so good. Is that how you felt? No. <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel? Let's go do the job. Yeah. That's it. Okay. It's a, you know, you just mm -hmm. show up to work and okay. you you want to crush it every time you have the opportunity. You didn't feel a thrill shoot through your loins? Not until the end. Okay. Never. I never, never want to get ahead of myself for well, that. Well, no, no, I wasn't getting ahead of myself. I was just feeling like the glow, I think, that I've missed so much. Me, You're on stage all the time, you know, and I feel like I was just stepping back into that sort of like, ah, oh, feeling, you know, stepping back into my skin a little bit. That's great. Yeah. Maybe there's something better than church to describe that. No, there's, that's, it's my version of church. Your that version place. of church. Yeah, I yeah. See. I'm not okay. saying like it's a religious thing. It's just, it is to some degree spiritual because it is bigger than me. It's exactly where I'm, whoa. That's there was like a God sound that came through the uh I yeah, I I talk shit about church and all the electricity just shut down <laughs> in the podcast studio. What Bolt the of hell? lightning. <laughs> what the heck, God? Oh my god. Wait, what a sensitive little guy. Who God? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's gotta be something better than church. No. No. <laughs> tisk tisk tisk. What but truly what the heck? when I do say that though, sorry God, I didn't mean to say that like being on stage is better than being in your fucking presence or whatever. <laughs> you sensitive boy. <laughs> but I just mean like sort of being in the best place that you can be like that version of you know what I mean I do yeah that's what I mean yeah it feels sacred and holy it just feels to like you. you're an absolute not even sacred like it's just absolutely right all is right with the world like mm. it's the same thing for me as being like um in in the perfect spot in in the woods where I look up at something and I'm like I'm absolutely where I'm supposed to be right now that's, that's what the I difference mean. between us yeah I see trash cans mm -hmm. and I am like let's do the job uh-huh and you notice a banana slug uh -huh. and it feels like heaven yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful banana slugs and trash kids baby it's really beautiful it, it, wow. it's it's fucking great and i will say that i did i loved doing this show with you so much for many many reasons one of them being that we we wrote the script yeah. we rehearsed the script we performed the whole show so staying in our lanes and so focused on the job that there was one point when i looked at you backstage we were both in our outfits if you're looking at our youtube right now you can see our outfits for our shark tank bit that we did which was i think a huge fucking hit it was a massive hit a massive people hit. pulled out their phones on that one to like film and record and take pictures that was the one that i saw in most people's stories where yeah. they were like ha ah, this is fucking crazy and um i 
looked at you and we were both in these blue button downs with ties with our tented hands waiting to like you know go on and do our bit and we weren't talking to anyone else we weren't like vibing with any there's other so many presenters and, and hosts backstage and people dressed to the nines in tuxedos and sparkly gowns and high heel shoes and shiny flats people on headsets and awards being passed around and showgirls covered in sequins and it was just like this whole melee and you looked at me and you were like we're just two theater nerds standing here waiting to go on stage and do a bit and yeah. i was like yes and it feels so good <laughs> it feels so right it feels yeah. truly like it makes me emotional to think about it because that was how i lived my whole entire life for so long no matter what i was doing whether it was a comedy or a drama or a fucking shakespeare or Chekhov or fatal attraction in 10 minutes with ready watts whatever the fuck it was it's like that's my fucking place to be Welcome back to it. Thanks. We're going to be doing it a lot in the new year, too. So On this live is show. going to be a fantastic year for you. Hell yes. The potato is coming to a city near you. Man, oh man. Mike's going to hate it so much. It's. <laughs> I even tried. So in the MJ Awards, to we should back up to the very beginning. This was the International Cannabis Awards in the middle of the biggest business conference in the world, possibly. I don't know what MJ Biz MJ is. BizCon, huge. It's yeah, I massive. think it's the biggest it's cannabis big, trade show on the planet. On the planet. And there was a massive award show in the Pearl Theater. And they asked, and uh, uh, Fairchild asked us to host it. And mm -hmm. we said yes. And then we said, what can we do? And they said, anything, we, anything you want. You have a huge screen, a big sound system, and an amazing tech crew that we'll get to in a bit. So that's what we're talking about. And then we stood in the corner and you were dressed as a baked potato and I was dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog and no one would talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> on rollerblades, on no roller. less. You skated out. Because I was trying out. to come for you. I was like, she's coming out with this baked potato heat. So what? <laughs> what can I do in the like in the uh, character category? Yeah. To really kind of make a statement. Costume comedy, man, it works. And it's uh, the and lowest Sonic form. on rollerblades throwing. I threw Skittles and hit a man in the head. Oh. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Till I just hope he now. was a VC <laughs> right in the face. It was so funny. I was oh like, God. who wants candy? And everyone had their arms raised. And a person at the table behind him had his arms raised. And I threw it and he wasn't looking. And Skittles just hit him in the side of the head. Oh, man, I hope he's OK. Oh, I went up to him at the after party while I was on Molly. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I just want to apologize for that. And he goes, what? And I go hitting you with the head with Skittles. And he goes, when? And I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, All right, bye. <laughs> Fantastic. I even recorded it in case he tries to come for me. OK, good. No suing allowed. No way. Okay. Yeah, man. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm so glad that you found the holy place. It's fucking nice. We worked really hard on that. Yeah, we did. It was really great. And then to have it, um, to celebrate with our friends who came to the show and like hang out with them afterwards and have them like Danny Danko. So I used to work with Danko at High Times years and years and years ago. And we used to do events together. And he's such a good friend. And I've known him for so long. And I saw him at the after party and he looked at me and he was like, I hope it's okay to say this. I'm proud of you. And I was Whoa. like, that means the fucking world because I, uh, having someone who I've known for such a long time, who's a colleague and someone I also just admire, who has such a, a huge presence in the cannabis space for him to say, I'm proud of you just really meant a lot. It really yeah. did. And, um, I don't know. I think that, um, people who couldn't necessarily like people who I would have wanted to be there, like my sister, like it felt really nice to just hear from someone. I'm proud of you. That's it was awesome. really cool. Yeah. Wow. Knocked it out of the freaking park. Yeah. I mean, and we had our friend Reggie come as well, and he yeah. took pictures of us, and he like DM'd them to us afterwards. And was Oakland like, Hyphae. Yeah, it was just great. Yeah, yeah, it really was. What was your favorite part? Mm. My favorite part was um, of the whole show. Sure, let's keep it to the of show. the live show. My my absolute favorite part of the live show. It, it, it was a joke that we came up with really early on, and it was sort of perfect because it didn't even really involve us executing anything. But we did this in memoriam segment. 
where we had decided we were like, okay, we want to do a somber segment where like at the Oscars, where it's everyone who died that year, we want to have a somber in memoriam moment for all the brands that didn't make it this year. And they fucking knocked it out of the park. James came up with a bunch of crazy names for brands that didn't make it. And then Jim, the video guy, designed this huge flyby where there was a video that they just scrolled by really quickly. And they played in the arms of an angel. And you and I just stood downstage really somber with our heads down and they had spotlights on us. And I know we both looked really glam and fabulous. And the laughter that came rolling off that audience was just so satisfying because the joke just hit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that was perfect. That's awesome. I think that was my favorite moment. That's beautiful. Yeah. I also really like telling that joke about high times <laughs> 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 in our fake awards segment. We made up a bunch of fake awards to give away. And um, I said one about high times. You want to say it? Do I want to say on? it? I don't know. Do you want? Is it okay with you if I say it? It's your joke. Best legacy brand that sold out to the man and went bankrupt. High time. <laughs> I could say it because I work there and it's true. So, yep. Man, it was amazing. Yeah. I love Vegas so much. It was great too because, like, so many people were like talking shit about Vegas. And I was mm. like, you just need to come hang out with me. I will show you a great time in Vegas. And people were came through and we all hung out. Yep. And I was like, they were like, this is really fun. I was like, see? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta trust, man. We all you gotta go. Up. You gotta go out. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Don't just stay in the casino running around in one place. No. Go don't... to Fremont Street. Take drugs. Yes. Uh eat a hamburger at an, a weird time at night. <laughs> Talk to an Uber driver about the tacos that you should be getting oh. based on what deals there are out in the city. Like that was the it's best. amazing. It's amazing. I love Vegas. Yeah. We uh, also just a shout out to a couple of the parties we went to and to some of the winners of the MJ. So congratulations to all of the winners and um, especially to our friend Calico, who we worked with uh, years ago when we were uh, hosts at you just eating potato salad on the pod right now. Yeah, it's vegan. It's Got to so shout good. out this whatever's going on over here. Mike is just horking while I'm talking sorry i'm starving <laughs> uh vegan potato salad what's in it let's hear it yukon gold potatoes mm -hmm. red potatoes mm -hmm. sugar salt mustard seed pea protein yep vinegar water dill great black pepper mm -hmm. white wine okay relish pickles turmeric paprika yellow mustard mm -hmm. lemon juice scintillating Mm. Shout out. Vegan potato salad. Great. And the awards. Mm -hmm. You were saying who won that you wanted to shout out. I was listening. You were eating. I had to eat. And I was waiting for you to listen. I'm, a, I'm also a trash can. I'm so <laughs> hungry. It's crazy. You just stopped listening and started eating. I was so listening I, to the whole thing. You were no, shouting you out. Yeah, you were. Check this out. You ready? Mm -hmm. I also just want to shout out a couple of the awards and parties that I went that we went to. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about Grasslands mm -hmm. and how great that party was. And then you wanted to shout out um, Puffco for winning. Nope. Um, and you also were going to shout out. None of these things happened. What are you talking about? I was talking about Coleco, our friend Coleco. And Coleco, yeah. Jesus Christ. Potato salad break over here. Um, I was mentioning Coleco because we worked with Coleco when we first hosted our first ever award show that we were ever hired to do, thanks to Charles Warner over at Cannabis and Tech Today. And we had worked with Coleco on that campaign. He was running social media for Emerge. 
And then he got on stage and he won an MJ for the Minority Business Cannabis Association, which he's now heading up. Yeah. And I just thought it was like so neat and felt very full circle and cool. Yeah. And just so many other fantastic winners, but especially gratifying to see Clico up there and be like, what's up? And then we like vibed at the after party and stuff, too. So that's all. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I was really proud of him as well. And Grasslands was a fantastic party to go to and see friends at. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It was nice to... uh finally put a face to the name with ricardo baca yeah yeah that and was ricardo cool. also won they won best pr agency damn right yep and damn. we did not win best podcast y'all um and that's okay because we had such a good time hosting maybe it would have looked weird i don't know i think we it would have looked weird yeah i mean it was awesome thank you all for voting for us and thank you for getting us into the running as finalists mm-hmm. um i also would have felt like it was a trick or we were somehow in cahoots with the MJ's had we won. And I don't think that there's any way that as much as we would deny that and it would be the truth that we weren't, some people would still fucking I would I would project on people that they didn't believe me somehow. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. When I used to work at High Times and they would do the cannabis cups, it was always accusations of the cannabis cups being rigged, no matter what you did. And I know I mean, I don't know how it's run now, but I know at the time when I worked there, it definitely was not fucking rigged. It was a real deal competition. And I know that that was part of the thing with the MJs. They were so legit. They worked really hard. Like you had to get tens of thousands of public votes. We actually talked about this at the top when we were introducing it. We're like, it's a big deal if you're nominated because you had to get a ton of public votes and then pass a curated judge of panels and a bunch of reps from companies who were weighing in on it. So it was like, if you won, if you were nominated, it's a big deal. Congratulations. If you won, huge. Yeah, exactly. Massive massive Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh, and and then you wanted to talk about tacos i did (laughs) i really did let's get to it because i could feel you like twitching over there i was i was segway kinging into tacos and then (laughs) coming through and then you were like hold 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 yeah hold for me yeah mike's gonna eat some potato salad and now we can get to something he cares about yeah let's go (laughs) (laughs) what's up with the tacos that is such a like Good call. Way to call me out, Mary Jane. What? When I wasn't interested in what you were talking about, I just turned off and ate potato salad because yeah. I brought up my taco topic. Mm-hmm. And then when you didn't go there with me, I was like, well, then I'm going to eat potato salad about it. What a little baby bitch boy move. I... What a bitch boy move. My <laughs> own body and brain, without me consciously knowing it, mm. did a little tantrum. Yeah, that's so interesting to note. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you were like, I don't want to be doing this. I'm going to eat this potato salad right now. Yeah, but keep doing your thing. Mm -hmm. And then when we're done with that, I'll come back to Mm -hmm. the thing I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) In real time. In real time. Yeah, calling each other out is important, you know? We, yeah, we do it. That's we hold great. each other accountable for that shit. Good communication. I know. It's key, right? It is. Well, it's only... It's Especially just, when you're going on tour together. Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to be on stage with you. You're going to be doing the baked potato and I'm noisily slurping spaghetti on the side, <laughs> just trying to get any amount of attention whatsoever in this weird subconscious since childhood. My mom loved me too much way. So if I'm not getting what I want and being the center of attention, then what am I even doing here? Shout out being an only child until I was four. So you're not an only child. I was. For four years. For four years. Does that even count? I don't know. It's a development time. My sister was 11 years older than I am, and I don't ever say I was an only child. Because... Well, but she's... It's because you're younger. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Gotcha. She was an only child. Right. For 11 years. Yeah. Okay. 
Got it. I never was an only child because she's older. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk tacos. Tacos, baby. It was such an important conversation. We got into a, an, I was just going to say a Uber. We got into a Uber mm-hmm. from downtown after rolling around all night in both senses of the word. Yes. And uh, had a fantastic time. Felt so good. And um, I mentioned that I wanted to eat tacos. As you got into the Uber, I said, thanks for picking us up. And you said, I could eat six tacos right now. Yes. That was how we entered into a conversation with our driver. And he immediately jumped on it. Thai. Thai. Wow. Nice memory. Yeah. Yeah. And he immediately was like, what kind of tacos are we talking? Yeah. Soft shell, hard shell. Where are they from? How big? How small? Yeah. He was like, are they Taco Bell? Are they Del Taco? And we were like, holy shit. So many options. What do you recommend, Vegas Uber driver? And Thai had some information for us. I hope it's across the country. Yeah. We should look this up actually before we put it out on blast on this internationally renowned uh, cannabis and food podcast where we get Del Taco in trouble if people show up. Because according to Ty, the deal is that between 3 and 10 p.m. on a Thursday. Yes, nationwide. Holy shit. I did not know this. Nationwide. Between 3 and 10 p.m. on a Thursday, you can walk into a Del Taco and get three chicken tacos for how much? Two bucks. Two bucks. So then we were just upping the number of tacos we would want to eat. And we kept playing like, a, how how many more can you fit in your mouth? Well, initially, when you said six tacos, what kind of tacos were you picturing? I was picturing um, soft shell, chicken, shredded lettuce, pico de gallo, a little sour cream, a little guac lime. Simple. Simple, but that's not like a Taco Bell del Taco situation. That's like more of a Chipotle street taco yeah move. just kind of some yeah some little softies that you would get just like on a on a street corner here yeah. in la mm-hmm. yeah 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 and then when it transitioned to a del taco chicken situation mm-hmm. you immediately changed your number from six well i immediately said that's 12 <laughs> yeah <laughs> because but- if it's two dollars each that's the nine tacos for me now and three tacos for later yes and then you were like well how about 15 because you got to have the like the leftover morning tacos you want to feel a little sick at night by the time you finish it but still yes. have enough the next day to know that you shouldn't eat it because you're going to feel a little bit more sick but you still are sick yeah you want to you want to have that the last taco you fit into your mouth, you kind of stuff it in and then you like gag a little bit. Yeah. When you lay on your side, mm-hmm. you can feel your whole stomach laying on the bed. <laughs> You're eating tacos you. laying on your side? Yeah. With your arm, with one arm underneath the, under your ear. Okay. Like a Greek king. <laughs> and just like eating tacos. Because know. also if you think about it, your head is sideways. Yeah. So you don't have to turn the taco or turn the taco to eat it. Your head is sideways. The taco can go sideways. And then you can eat it without any spilling on the hotel bed. Oh, this is not at home. This is only a hotel bed situation. I'm strictly keeping this to Vegas because my at home situation is my home. I want to know about bed eating situations because I think, was it Lisa Traeger who has a, there's a, there's an eating bed and a sleeping bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking smart. I want chicken tender crumbs. And French fry salt in my sleeping bed. Right. So when you get into your hotel room in Vegas and you have the two beds, do you, do you automatically assign an eating bed and a sleeping bed or like 100%. a TV and up and away? The one closer to the window is the eating bed. Oh. And the one closer to the door is the sleeping bed. Interesting. I'm reverse. Really? The one closer to the door, which is always closer to the bathroom, is the eating bed. Got it. Yep. So you moved up from to 12 tacos. <laughs> yep. Then 15. Yeah, then we settled on 18. We settled on 18. As an appropriate number. I think it is the most appropriate number. $8. 
Eight dollars. Yeah, right. Crazy. And so how many of those 18 tacos are Wait, you no, eating $6. at night? How many? It's three for two is six. That's six dollars. How many are you eating at night of those 18? If I had 18, I'm going to... 18 gonna... small chicken tacos. 18 small chicken tacos. Okay. At night in first first sitting, seven. I'm going to gag down seven. Uh-huh. And then... So we're at 11. What? No, seven. Right. 18 minus seven is 11. Oh. <laughs> I was the younger sister, so I was never an only child. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Mathing over here. Yeah. Taco math. Okay. So we've got 11 left. So then I'm going to do a between 12 and 1 a.m. four more tacos. Sure. Situation. Absolutely. So that's now we're at 11 with seven left over. Yep. Okay. Then I'm going to do a um, 3 a.m. bathroom, wake up, wash my hands, glug a glass of water, two more tacos. Um. Yes. So now I'm down to five. Yes. And then I've got five for breakfast. Five for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Is bre- breakfast is like 11, one. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Ish. Right? <laughs> After like two or three cups of coffee. In Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's I think your, so. What's your breakdown? I uh, Of the 18, mm-hmm. I think it is eight off jump. Whoa. Okay. A hundred percent. Because two of those are getting eaten in the Uber on the way back. Like they don't even count. They're not even in my mind. Yep. So it's actually, travel tacos. Yeah, they're travel tacos, so they don't even count. So I'm actually doing six at my first sit down. Okay. Um, so and then down to ten. And then down to ten, I'll watch Sports Center, watch the top plays, watch the beginning of Sports Center that I missed on my way home. So that's like about an hour and a half later. I'll have another taco, and then I'll feel really full. Yep. And then I will um, still eat one more. And okay. then so now you've got eight left. And now I've got eight left, and I think that those will probably be. Five in the morning and three that I just don't touch. Oh, you got three extra tacos? Yeah. So you call me. <laughs> so I call you and I'm like, I have a big surprise and you're going to love it. Race <laughs> over. Knock, knock, knock. You have tacos I don't know about? Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, I think my goal with every food order I have is to order so much that unfortunately I throw a bit away because then I, I know, I know, but at least then in my heart, I know that I won't be hungry even though I've never gone hungry in my fucking life. Mm. But I'm so scared that I won't have enough food that I need to overorder and then throw away. How it's a f- real sickness. How do you feel about composting? Do you compost? Do you have a little compost bin on your... Well, you don't have a garden or anywhere to put yeah, compost. No. Yeah. I also feel like... I mean, you yell at me for putting all my trash in the recycling bin. Can you imagine if I had a compost? God. I put everything in the compost bin. Plastic. <laughs> old matches. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. So that's the taco math. I'm just so scared not to have enough food. Uh, sure. I feel you. It's real. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a house that was constantly like my my dad and my mom were always at odds because he was extremely conscious of food waste as someone who grew up like, I mean, I talked about it a bunch on here, like he grew up during the war, during the Second World War. And so they were on rations and shit. They just didn't have enough a lot of the time. So nothing would ever go to waste. He would eat blue oranges. He would eat like weird old stuff all the time. And my mom was very much of the like, she just never wanted to be in a position where she wasn't going to have enough. So she would overbuy a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in the swing of that. So I get both sides for sure. And I know that my tendency is to have too much always like i definitely buy things where i'm always like fuck i can't believe another bag of arugula turned into slime in my fridge yeah, you know right annoying and i really do wish i mean we've talked about this recently you and i especially in the wake of when we came back from vegas and we were like what if we do a whole foods diet for a minute to like feel better because you know my body feels a little vegas out right now like i truly 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 wish I'm not doing New Year's resolution. I don't do resolutions, but I would like to put on my path that I'm working on right now for the next year to be eating 
more um, daily bought whole food kind of stuff like farmer's market style, you know, buy bread from a bakery instead of buying sliced processed bread and buy, you know, the veg veggies and fruits that I need from either a farmer's market or like maybe I'll get the, um, what's the box called where it's like a bunch of rejected fruit and veg. It's like ugly. Right. Something. Um, like fucked up fruit. Fucked or, up fruit. Yeah. I'm going to eat fucked up fruit. Imper Imperfect foods. Producer Alex is writing Producer it. Alex is saying. Imp. Imp. And I panicked M and then deleted P it. And I was writing the exact same thing again. Yep. Imperfect fabidids. Imperfect fap? Imperfect fapping. Cool. Okay. Foods. I mean, mm. I'm never, per fapping is never perfect. Really? No, it's not. Why? Um, I'm pretty good at it. Are you? Yeah. Not when I'm on Molly. Oh, it's hard to come. It's hard to come on Molly. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Feels so good though. Feels amazing. Which is such a... Come on, guys. If you're going to be in the game of like science drugs, make mm -hmm. a science drug that you also can like nut on because that would feel <laughs> amazing. But instead, it just won't. I don't know. It's maybe it's all maybe it's because your like emotion and your joy and your serotonin is that is that peak squeeze. Yeah. And so like the idea of a release and an orgasm, you're already against the glass ceiling. So it's impossible to break through it into Ooh. that double bliss that would send your soul like out into the moon, you know? I don't know, but it's impossible to come. And so I really need some kind of uh, scientific breakthrough in that department. Okay. Well, I think it, for me, the it's sort of like the journey is the destination in that situation, you know? It's really about the feelings of the, of the getting there, even if you never get there, you know? Does that help? Yeah. I think it feels really good. And, you know, for women, it's different. Like, women can enjoy sex without ever achieving orgasm i think more than men can because we're so conditioned and accustomed to it because really like the way women come is with clitoral stimulation and a lot of dudes think it's because of penetrative sex so you have a lot of penetrative sex without the sort of clitoral stimulation that will necessarily get you there right and so i think we're like a little more conditioned to women who are having pmv sex obviously we're um a little more conditioned to sort of like finding ways to feel and enjoy that without worrying about like the the big O. The finish line. Yeah. Right. Not to say that we don't have it, but like. Of course. But the idea of If like, I don't have it, it doesn't mean I didn't finish in a way. Right. You and know? that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's really interesting. <coughs> Enjoying sex, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imperfect sex. Enjoying imperfect foods and imperfect sex and just being like, cool with it, man. I've learned a lot about myself on this app. Hell I came yeah. in I came in crabby and cranky and, and oh my God. it's actually like helped me learn more about me than uh any session with Peter ever will. I can feel you loosening up <laughs> <laughs> and enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. I I um <laughs> Because I love Molly. I loved it so much that I did it the other night again. Mm -hmm. uh, la last night? Two nights ago. I okay. did it again. I love it. Even in the micro doses. Sure. Like it helps me like we went dancing at the after party at the MJ's and I just uh, like don't dance. Yeah. But having a little bit of MDMA, really good MDMA, mm. allows me to like cut loose and feel free and like really um, drop all of my self-awareness that keeps me from being my most complete self. Sure. Um, but I also know I can't just like live on Molly, unfortunately. unfortunately. So how do I take those lessons into life? Like sex can be fun. It's yeah. not about, it's not about like finish it up, get it going, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's not, it's not a, um, a situation with a goal or an objective to achieve. It's really about, yeah, f feeling the feels. 
Like you're not going to win dancing. Right. 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 Like you can't win. The, I mean, I guess you could win the dance but floor. That's not what we're arguably, talking about. But that's kind of a, like when we were on that dance floor at the after party at Chaos. Was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy venue. Massive, huge lighting display with strobes and bass and just everything go like super, super, super club vibes. And I was just feeling so good. And like that feeling where you're like, it feels like you're like your jaw is loose for the first time and like your eyes are more lit up because of the MDMA. It was just like really, really beautiful. I was feeling so good. And I was dancing. And as I was dancing, I felt like I was telling a story with my body. Mm. I was telling the story of how I was feeling with my body. And I know that sounds super fucking woo or whatever, but like, I think that's how dancers feel like really good dancers when they're dancing. They're like, I'm telling a story with my body. Like I feel comfortable telling a story as an actor on stage when I feel like that present in my body, it's so lovely. And that was what that drug afforded me that night, Yes, you know, with no self-consciousness. Yes. Until all of a sudden you turn around to someone's filming you and you're like, ah, yeah, right. <laughs> Yikes. Right. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's no cameras allowed forever. at the after party. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Interesting. Like you thinking of theater as a church, as your church, you dancing a story in complete freedom, me being like, uh, sex is about, um, time. <laughs> <laughs> sex is about time. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Real interesting. This is a hell of an up. Oh my God. Fuck. Fantastic. Yeah. What do we need to do next? I don't know. What else are we getting to today? I mean, there's so many. Oh, where are we at on time? Oh, we have time. Yeah. I wanted to talk about um, what I'm so glad you were there for with the TSA. Yeah. Oh, can we do that right now? Yeah. Okay. That's absolutely. Uh, hold on. Let let's me get through taco. these taco memes. Oh, let's talk about can it. Can you explain this taco meme to me? Um. Okay. That one says, this is a taco burrito conversation nachos. What the fuck is that? I don't know. That's a meme that makes no sense. Mm. Oh, wait, there was one that you passed by that was like, uh, this uh, This one is really fun. Uh, do you want to talk about it? It's nacho problem. And then the next guy says, that dude was jalapeno business. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ew. Pretty fun. Pretty great. Okay. Okay. So to, for everyone, if you listen to this pod, you know that I hate clear and I don't trust it. And my family has clear and I think they're wrong. They gave away their eyes to get in line before me. It's nonsense. All of your bio data, the, and the excuse they use is like, well, the government, everyone already has everything about me as if that makes it any more reasonable or better. Mm -hmm. Like that's not okay. And I'll get more into this during my over it segment, but Right now, because not enough people are joining Clear, because mm -hmm. you have to pay money yeah. to give away your eyes. It's the biggest racket I've ever heard of. Um, now they're taking biodynamic photos of you if you have TSA pre-check, but it's optional and you can opt out. But if you opt out, they roll their eyes at you and make you take extra fucking time because they want you to comply and they can fuck off for that. Mm -hmm. But like... The TSA is now like, we just need, not enough people are giving us $500 a year. So we're going to just take everyone's photos and they're just not going to question it. And they're just going to say yes without even giving it a second thought because they're sheep. That's what the government thinks of us. So I said, I'm not getting my photo taken. I have TSA pre-check. Check my ID. I'm done. Mm -hmm. You did the exact same thing. I did. And the woman who was the TSA agent, not ours, she was smiling at us the whole time. Oh. And very happy. I didn't see that. That's it was awesome. real nice. Cool. Because we opted out. And then we get in, we throw our bags through, we're in and out of TSA. I grab my coat, I grab my luggage, I check my pockets. My ID is gone. My ID is gone from the TSA pre check 
just through security, the scanner. Mm-hmm. Through the scanner, my ID is gone. Yeah. And I'm like, these motherfuckers. Well, you were very calm about it. Are I have stealing to say, my ID. Because I was right there with you. And you just like, you got a furrowed brow and your eyes went a little darker. Mm-hmm. I know when there's something wrong, I could look at you and your pupils get bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, oh, what's, and you were just like, hmm. and you're just checking your pockets. And you're like, I don't, let me just find out where I put my ID. You had just presented it to the TSA person and refused to have your picture taken. Yes, exactly. So you were calm about it. Yes. Very calm. I knew it was somewhere. Yeah. But I also knew that it wasn't in any of my usual places mm-hmm. and it wasn't in any of my unusual places either. <laughs> you hadn't put it in your butt crack or anything. Exactly. And you had put it, you knew that you would put it in one of those little things, like the little bucket things with your phone. I could see it in my mind's eye. Right. So where the hell is my ID in those 50 feet? Yeah. And you turned to the security person. The TSA agent. Big hulking dude who turned around and was like. Black man with a belly. You lose something? Uh Uh-huh. And you said. My ID. And he shrugged. And then he reached underneath the TSA bomb detecting conveyor belt into a bin filled with trash. Looked in there for two seconds, pulled out my ID and goes, here you go. It, the mind boggles. What the fuck? Why was it in that bin? On every level. Ever? Why is there a bin of stuff under the the belt? Well, power's off again. Oh my god. <laughs> We're we are not allowed to talk about God, we can't the question, government. Don't don't question God or the government. <laughs> we You're didn't one true God. Taken down. <laughs> oh my god, Archie's freaking out. You're one true God. Are private companies that work with the government? Jesus to O'Reilly. steal your data. <laughs> this bin underneath the TSA screening check thing, whatever that thing is called, the scanner. Mm-hmm. Was full of stuff. People's stuff. People's stuff. And somehow your ID was in this bin full of stuff. Yes. Why hadn't your ID been immediately flagged? It wasn't busy. No. By the person who was doing the scanning to say, hey, someone's ID right here. This is important. Yeah. Also, he's standing next to that shit bin. So didn't he hear something fall into it? No. Because he was like leaning and chatting. Right. Like Maybe it had so. to be, I think he deposited it in there. I don't think so. I think that the theater of the airport is now at such an all time bullshit high that, like, their bomb detecting equipment has holes in it that your ID falls through. And then instead of fixing their bomb detecting equipment, they're like, throw a little bin under there for everyone's oh personal God. identification. My ID would still be in there right now yep. with my address, my social security, my beautiful eye color, your all height these and things, weight. my height and my weight. Yep. I, I, a spy could find it and steal my identity and now murder somebody looking like me like there are so many options with my id just sitting in that bin Crazy. none of which i'm okay with it was it, it, the whole the whole thing felt so wild and you clocked it right away and it was so weird that he was like you lose something and then just kicked over this bin full of stuff and you were and then when we walked away and we were going to the gate you kept saying i can't believe it was just in that bin under the bomb machine and i was like stop saying bomb mike you said bomb like five <laughs> times i was like please stop that's true we need to go and get on this plane because we have things to do archie move come over here, it's so fucking true oh but God. i'm just like Archie's i'm like really out. everybody has to take off their shoes everybody yep. has to take off their belt no, no, we didn't because it was TSA pre-check. Right, right, right. But it doesn't. The point is uh, the government 
and private companies that work with the airport and the government. They want to see your penises, your vaginas, take off your shoes, take off your belt, no um, batteries, no right. aerosol cans. And the reason that we have to take off our shoes was because of that one guy, Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, fucking 11, 20 years ago, however many zero gun control in this country but one guy in a pair of shoes one time right and then right? my, my so fucking ridiculous. id falls through the bomb detector oh. and i'm the one who's like gonna be at in trouble for that yeah and you he, he looked at you like you were the the idiot man fucked it yeah fuck that so much tsa more like that shit's asinine asinine <laughs> god thank you jesus christ <laughs> well we will be using the tsa a lot to travel when we go on our national tour so we got to make good and be nice and i'll be pre-checked and cool and you know let's be, let's not get flagged just don't say bomb in airports okay okay can we agree on that we could agree on yeah, that. yeah let's fist bump on please don't say bomb in airports thank G you great now i feel safe <laughs> <laughs> holy um, smokes yeah, it was it was freaking wild. It was alarming. You want to get to our ad? Yeah, let's, read for yeah, Centair for sure. Especially because um, another cool part of Vegas was we were in that penthouse working. <gasps> yes, and we were like around a poker table in this beautiful Palms penthouse, and I was like, man, this feels. I feel like I'm little baby. Like I'm little baby right now, uh -huh. making fucking beats and sitting in a penthouse, drinking a little wine, having a little pizza, talking about the show. Me and little baby are the same. And then in the corner of the room was mm -hmm. a scent air machine. Yes. The Palms uses scent air in their penthouses. They're the biggest deal in scent anywhere in the world. <laughs> and they're our uh, sponsor for this ad. Yeah. Here's a video of Mike checking it out in the corner. There we go. We turned around to the the whole team. And we were like, "Hey, Center, these guys sponsor our podcast." It's unbelievable. It's so fun. So yeah, here's uh, some information about Center. Mike, I did something crazy. Oh, again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it that you cooked another steak in a home that you're house sitting for? <laughs> no, but I did microwave my lunch in the studio. I'm sorry, producer Mark. That's so gross. Was it like salmon or something? Uh, worse. Durian? <laughs> uh, Brussels sprouts. No, Mary Jane. Yeah. You microwaved Brussels sprouts in a public place? Uh -huh. Okay, that is disgusting. <laughs> You're am, disgusting. I am not disgusting. You know why? Why? Because our office, Scent Air, saved the day. Scent Air removes lingering odors. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Scent Air's amazing patented odor neutralizing technology detects stinky smells in the air, bonds with them, and then makes them undetectable. You can bring professional quality fragrance to all the spaces that matter from business to home this holiday season with Scent Air. The winter collection is available right now at their online store. It includes limited release favorites, Gingerbread Man, Noel, and Season's Greetings, plus the year-round classic, Pine Forest. Pine Forest for me? Mm -hmm. Top smell. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Number one smell. Holiday classic. Check out their soy candles, fragrance-infused reeds, new auto fragrances, and room sprays. They all make great gifts, and all of those are under 40 bucks. Or you can try all of Centair's fragrance accessories for one amazing price. New bestseller fragrance bundles include a seven-ounce soy candle, auto fragrance three-pack, fragrance-infused reed starter kit, and room spray, which is a $103 value for only $75. 
You know which one I also love? Yo. Brussels sprout. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gingerbread man. Yes. That's, that's my favorite scent. That's what I have at my place. Yeah. Oh, it really puts you in the holiday spirit. When I came over to your place, I felt like I was transported to a magical, cozy kitchen filled with gingerbread cookies. Mm. Try luxury home fragrance trusted by the pros by going to scentair.com. Scent Air's pre-holiday sale is going on right now, where you can save 50% off nation nationwide, site-wide, 50% off site-wide, but also across the nation. Who wrote this? Oh, I did. As a special bonus, Weed and Grub listeners can take an extra 25% off with the promo code GRUB. That's scentair.com and use the promo code GRUB for an extra 25% off your order. This holiday, take advantage of the best and biggest deal by going to scentair.com. Save off to save up to 50% off nationwide, site-wide, plus 25% with the promo code GRUB. And another 50% off because of that site-wide deal. <laughs> Centair.com. <laughs> and cool. we're back. We're back. Use those codes. Support yeah. the people that support us. Yeah. Thank you so much to Centair. Um, what's next, Mary Jane? We've got a news story. The Grubla Gazette coming to you this week. It's a historical news segment that you chose that you were going to pull up that I can pull up right now if you want oh, me to. Oh, it's because I went to our ticket links for our tour. Oh, here. I can but pull I it didn't, up. Um, but I did it on the place where I was going to read the news story. Okay. So now I'm back. So listeners, now you know the, how, how the sausage gets made. Mm -hmm. It's all on Mike's phone. And if he clicks something, we're all fucked for 30 seconds while he looks for it. Exactly. You got and it? And if you go to my private account, that's where I have a bunch of brow browser browser tabs open oh, with really? all my favorite um, videos so that I don't have to like search and I can like skip between them. POV with thumb ring, right? Not thumb ring. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I watched your TikTok. <laughs> Man, when I saw that guy slap her ass and he had a thumb ring on in that POV porn, it took me out of it so quick. Yeah. It's so gross. Yeah, I hated it. Hated it. Mm -hmm. I don't like a puka shell necklace and I don't like a thumb ring. No, thank you. Yeah. Good with it. Good with it. Okay. Get, get yourself a chrome hearts bracelet. I'm all about that in POV porn. Okay. Not a thumb ring. Great. Today's news story for the Grublet Gazette brought yes. to you by Centair. Oh, geez. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the Grubla Gazette. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte banned cannabis because his soldiers were getting too high, according to High Times magazine. Oh, High Times. So apparently the new Redley Scott Joaquin Phoenix 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 joint. Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. It's a bunch of... um. It, just none of it's true. It's just a great Napoleon story. Of course, always. Right. But it's not Ridley like... Scott's not in the business of making historically accurate fiction. If you saw Gladiator, yeah, you exactly. know that. Fantastic film, by the way. Love that movie. Yes. Love it. Alien. Come on. Ridley Scott. Iconic. Iconic. Best ever film. I mean, not best ever, but great film director. And so apparently there's like a lot of historians who are like tisk 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 about sure. the new Napoleon movie. And uh, Ridley Scott's response is... It's a movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Go read a book, nerds. Yeah. It's based on, loosely. Exactly. We took a name. We took some events. We put them together. Here's a movie. Here's a freaking movie. But one true thing in the movie and then also in life, according to uh, an author named Ryan Stoa, who wrote an article called A Brief Global History of the War on Cannabis, mm -hmm. um, Napoleon's general... Jacques Francois Menu oh, nice. banned hash in a so that he could separate um the Sufi and Sunni people that Napoleon and his army took over. Okay. And then by banning something that they love, they turned on each other and they also didn't have the relaxation and normal like 
way to get ability to get stoned anymore and then they it just caused so much um infrastructure friction Mm -hmm. that they got to rule from above while everyone inside fought and so it's also known as the very first um drug ban ever executed and this was issued in egypt yeah correct yeah 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 Yeah. exactly that's so interesting i would love to know more about it i would actually really like to check out this uh, article a brief global history of the war on cannabis yeah really cool sounds really interesting um and so uh, you know, it didn't last long, but it's the first official ban mm-hmm. because at the uh, here's one of the things. Um, <laughs> here's one of the things he says, scrolling as I look at you. Oh, well, it's because I had it. And then I, my thumb. Hit then you it. clicked on some porn. It's oh, God damn it. man. <laughs> There's this new anyway. <laughs> it didn't work out. OK, <laughs> great. Brought to you. By the Grubla Gazette. We'll put the link in the show notes so you can read more about how Napoleon's general banned hash in Egypt. And that was the first ever uh, drug law on the books. Thank you cool. for succinct. Everyone skip ahead from what I start after I'm Like the you want to do the news story, Mike? And you're like, sure. <laughs> Just completely, come completely unraveled. But yes, I got it. No problem, MJ. And it's not like we have to fill more time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're always like, let's do an hour and it's an hour 20. But it's yeah. because of pro moves like that when i read the news and i'm like another thing or two did happen yeah let's not forget about that (laughs) back after a few technical difficulties evidently we can't criticize god the government or napoleon yeah right any kind of ruler (laughs) reaching back from the grave (laughs) the rule is no rulers don't fucking diss me listen that guy was you know it's actually i really don't particularly have any interest in seeing that movie but i do think napoleon is a absolute like i i wish i wanted to see this movie maybe i should just see the fucking movie maybe i should just see it i just feel like i've been um seeing such great movies lately that i need to like widen my widen my views and 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 keep going back yeah the movies movies. are this is prime movie going time if you're ever going to become an amc a lister Mm -hmm. now is the time like you I happen to be uh, <laughs> because like it's Christmas movie season. It's yeah. New Year's movie season. You have the tail end of all of the horror movies. You have all of the big action blockbusters. And there's going to be a ton of indie films that roll out to like fill that gap in between. Dream scenario. Oh, such a good film. Go see it. It's so freaking beautiful. It's everything. It's everything. It's yeah. all the things. Christmas gift it. It's all the Hanukkah things. Hanukkah gift yeah. it. Well, that's a great. Yeah. Give someone a pair of movie tickets to see uh, Dream Scenario. Give it. Give them tickets to our tour. Oh, that's a great <laughs> gift idea. Wow. We'll put that, oh, we're going to do a, a gift guide for uh, an episode. I think next week's episode is going to be a holiday gift guide. So we'll put that in there. Okay. Slide it down in there. Give them a gift <laughs> subscription to uh, Weed and Grub tickets in all the cities. Exactly. <laughs> Buy a ticket, pair of tickets for every city. Do you think we'll do a show in Vegas? I hope so. That'd I be hope pretty so awesome. Too. I mean, we've already done the Pearl. What's next? Where can we? The Sphere. We'll do the Sphere. We can grub live at the Sphere. <laughs> the feds can fuck off to her at the Sphere. <laughs> oh, my God. We're just hotboxing the Sphere. Hotbox. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's sphere? do it. Sphere? Sphere. Okay. Sphere. You say it with a, like, PH is a V in this case. Sphere. Sphere. No, I say sphere. It's not voiced like a V is. It's Sphere. It's, no, it's not sphere. It's Sphere. Sphere. No, sphere. 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 <laughs> you're you're voicing it like a V. Sphere. Yeah. Because you're like Russian. Sphere. Okay. Hmm. All right. Listen. So, yes. Vegas. Yes. We got we got a couple more things about Vegas. Yeah. One in particular. 
Uh, two for me. Okay. One that I just thought of, but also please go off on the gold spike. We're done with the Napoleon story that we didn't really say anything about, but um, it's okay. <laughs> he banned weed, but it didn't work out. Right. Go check out HighTimes.com for more on that story. <laughs> That's the story. He tried to ban weed. And it didn't work. And it didn't work. Cool. Um, <laughs> our Vegas... Uh, you were so, you said I could pick the news this week. I You were going to do the news. Or do the news. Yeah. And I, I did it. To the best of my ability. Fantastic. I did try very hard. I did see you. I pulled doing up the it. article. Mm -hmm. I had read it before now. Yep. Um, I had closed the article and forgot that I had had it up for the news story. Yes. And then I scanned the whole thing, kind of jumped around a bit without much information. And then you succinctly tied a bow on it, I think. <laughs> it went great. <laughs> that is a hell of a segment. That's a Grubla Gazette, <laughs> if there ever was one. Yeah. Um. Is Well, is this a done with it section yet? Or are we... Oh, what are we talking about we here? We could add this to the I'm done with it. I think this is a done with it section. Okay, let's flip cream corner and I'm done with it. Yeah. And do I'm done with it first. Yeah. So I'm done with it. I'm done with people not being allowed into places with backpacks um, just because they've been racially fucking profiled. Yes. Fuck that. Also, well, I, Gabe and I, when we were in uh, Nashville, I wasn't allowed to bring my backpack in anywhere. Okay. So it wasn't just but racial also, profiling. Also, you know, who was allowed to bring in a big fucking bag to who? the gold spike? Claire and her purse. I know. That's so the what's thing. the difference between a backpack and a purse? If you don't look in any of them, yeah. then you, but you're banning one of them. That's absolute bullshit. Yeah, it is absolute bullshit. It felt so crazy because we ended up fucking late night and we wanted to just go out for an adventure. So we went to the gold spike and uh, there was a backpack situation where you basically had to like talk to the bartender to allow the backpack to enter the venue. It all worked out okay, but like the whole thing was made so difficult and it did feel like we weren't going to be able to get in for a minute. And then when we got in, there, there was like this big, yeah, big old purse situation. Also a pair of TikTokers full on staging a fight where they were pushing each other into a Christmas tree. And I was like, why is that allowed? And this backpack was somehow like just, yeah, yeah. the thing felt very they fucking. They fought so loud and holding their phones up for so long yeah. that the Christmas tree ornaments fell. A glass fell on the floor. There was like a weird cheap chain that fell off one of them. We were trying to give it back to them and they were both like, nah, we nah. don't own that. It's right. just costume jewelry or whatever. Unreal. But you're not allowed to come in with a bag. Backpack, but full on fake assault yeah in a bar full of 10 people go off king it felt ridiculous yeah. like i can bring my fucking coach bag in here with a million pockets in it or whatever or like but not or if this... you're a black dude with a backpack yep but or i can have this tote with a half full wine bottle in it but not a backpack yeah fuck off over it yep over it over that nonsense Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so it's just like, also like if you're in Vegas and you're going from party to party or you've been at MJ BizCon all day or you've been doing anything that you do in Vegas, which is like move to a bunch of different places without like necessarily having a home to go to, you need to be able to carry your shit around. Mm -hmm. So no. I also imagine that if you were dressed like a, mo a normal MJ BizCon business person, mm. blue tucked in shirt, khaki pants, maybe a fun Jordan 4 sneaker to bring it all together mm -hmm. and you had a backpack on, I bet they'd let you in. I don't know. It'd be interesting to fucking see. He, You'd just be like, here's my lanyard. It's just my laptop here. Take a look inside. You know, I'll just leave it. Can I just leave it here while we hang out? And then the bar, the security be like, yeah, sure. No problem. Guaranteed. Fucking craziness. Over it. Over it. Mm. What else are you over? Let me go on. My over it. Oh, VPNs. What is a VPN? It kind of protects your data 
from the internet from being taken by the internet. Okay. Like, you know how you can reject cookies in California as that law was passed where it's like targeted ads, you have the ability to turn them off and have choice. Yep. Well, I love a, it. Well, a VPN will hide your um, internet use and everything you do okay. so that it can't be taken and that mm-hmm. data can't be sold. Okay. And I'm over it. Why? Because I'm, because it's a racket. The fact that my data is just freely being taken and sold without my own ability to have any say means I have to pay money to a company to get myself back. That's kidnapping, dude. That is straight up ransom. I am paying somebody to get myself back. That is a kidnapping and ransom situation. So the fact that those even exist, I'm over it because our data should not be so fucking free that millions and billionaires are allowed to sell it all over the dark web and have ads for Sprite tackle me and all of a sudden I turn a new age and all these new pharmaceutical companies are set, sending ads to my fucking YouTube mm-hmm. and next thing you know like I bet when you turned like 35 I bet you got a bunch of ads for pregnancy and diapers and didn't maybe even realize it but you turned th- you turn into your the 30s. internet didn't exist when I turned 35 okay well when I turned <laughs> like in your 30s you start getting like wedding advertisements kid advertisements all this fucking bullshit and because of that like we need things like VPN. So I have to spend money to get myself back and Can I am over it. I just say that as you were criticizing VPNs, the Wi-Fi signal went down to our connection oh again. God. So now you cannot criticize God, the government, Napoleon, or virtual private networks, aka <laughs> VPNs, which is another version of criticizing authority. We don't know what's going on. Producer Marcus wow. showed up. He's creeping around to try and fix things. Producer Alex is on the ones and twos over here. Mark is doing some like fucking um, <laughs> what was that goddamn fucking movie with Catherine Zeta-Jones? We've got some entrapment over here. It's straight up entrapment. Mark just did the sexiest Catherine Zeta-Jones slide across the floor. Listen, this is wild. We are experiencing some bugs. We announced a tour called The Feds Can Go Fuck Themselves, and now we've got all sorts of shit happening to us. This feels very targeted. It's Do you think they're targeted. listening? Yeah, because we don't have VPN. Wow. Wow. Don't criticize God, the government, Napoleon, or VPNs, evidently. Thank you, producer Mark. Thank you, Alex. You're so right. It's authority. Don't criticize authority. They'll fucking come for you. I'm reading The Future right now by uh, Naomi Alderman. The book, The Future. Okay. Fantastic. And it is so... Uh, it feels so sort of like of the moment and also prescient, like like really predicting what's going to happen. And it's so sort of about the tech giants and the billionaires and how they're, uh, they've made this plan to keep themselves safe with these secret bunkers. And I'm really only three chapters in, but it really does like a big part of it is how every, every piece of society in this particular world that she's dreamed up listens to everything else and is informing and feeding everything else in that crazy tech way. Oh, Archie's leaving. He hates it. <laughs> I just want everyone to get along. Ah, Be nice. She's like, I don't want to record anymore. Let's go outside and look at trees. (laughs) (laughs) Stop criticizing things and having tech fuck ups. Yeah, Um, the future. Okay. Yeah, read the future. It's very cool. Um, it sounds really cool. Yeah. Is it uh? Is it a book? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a book. So there's pages. Yeah. Cover. Yep. Great cover. Numbered. 
um, numbered pages, the cover is not numbered. Ah. The cover is just the cover. So, it, but technically, it is one. Yeah, I guess if you were reading, if you're listening to it as an audiobook, maybe that would be page one. I don't know how that works. No, no. What I was going to say analog. is it like sci-fi meaning like it's so futuristic that the um like it it doesn't connect to today. No, no, no. It feels very sort of like now adjacent. Yeah, it's like five years from now. Ooh, I love I love a five year sci fi. Yeah, like she's, it's plausible. She, the, the the tech billionaires that she has created feel very familiar. We all can sort of we know who they're based on, and then the actual tech feels like truly like it probably already exists in the world. She the the author uh, Naomi I think it's Alderman is very tech savvy. She actually invented a very famous video game. And um, she's also incredible, an incredible writer who is mentored by Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, oh, one of my yeah. favorite authors of all time. So she's just like straddling these really interesting worlds of tech and dystopian future writing and feminism and all this. It's fucking great. But it feels very of the moment. Like at one point early in the book, she refers to one of the Baldwin brothers and she says, not the most famous one. It's like, oh, so this is now and it's here in our reality. And also it's just just ahead of what's happening. Ooh, that's exciting. It's cool. Okay. It's scary. It's Ooh, fun. It's going like to be a movie. That. It's great. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anything turning off? Okay. Okay. Great. We can talk about books on here, evidently. You want to get to Cream Corner? Yeah. Okay. I do. What's our Cream Corner this week? I've forgotten. Um, go back one. I can't. Back one. Oh, back one? Here we go. Okay. All right. Let's get into it, my Cream Corner. This is just a little PSA because... I think there's a lot of our listeners who love their families and love Christmas and love the holidays I would and, say most. and they love hanging out and going home. But also, I just want to call out, if you need to make your own coffee around your family, it's okay. Because everyone I talk to, their family makes weak-ass coffee. And I put, have a picture of my parents' coffee that they make every morning when I go home for Christmas. And it is barely the color of tea. And so I just want everyone to know I'm here with you. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. If you need to make your own coffee because your family sucks at it, get it together and do that damn thing. You can go to a store and buy your own pound of delicious coffee and keep it in your room and creep down in the morning and make your own pot of strong as fuck, delicious stump town, fucking intelligentsia, whatever it is. Even those Pike Place Starbucks packets. Better than nothing. Better than those little Starbucks water via packets are actually uh, great for when you're on the road. Yeah. I'm not a Starbucks aficionado, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, not only call it out, but show solidarity with the strong coffee contingent. Yeah. Stand strong with your fellow coffee drinkers. Mm -hmm. I recently experienced the delight and the joy and I'm putting out on my Christmas wish list for anyone who may or may not be my podcast co-host who may or may not get me a Christmas gift. Um, uh, Chemex. Do you know what a Chemex is? It's no. pour over coffee. You know, pour over like when you go to Blue Bottle or any of those fancy places yeah, and they yeah, make you that course. very incredibly slow. It takes five minutes to get your fucking coffee coffee, Yeah, which is the most delicious. And it also has all of the notes because it's got all of the aromatics because it's not, you know, put through like incredibly crazy hot. Yeah. And, it's almost like a vaporizer. Yeah. Because you can get all the profiles. Get all the notes. Yeah. So Chemex is an at home pour over system that's just like this big sort of glass um filtered neck and then it pours down into this glass globe and it takes about five minutes to make a cup of coffee but when I was staying at my friends Kate and John's those of parents of Pearl friends who I cooked a steak dinner at their house please forgive me I'm still apologizing for that um they had a Chemex and I was taking the time to do it 
I currently brew coffee in a pot in a great coffee maker that you gave me a while back. Yeah. And it's fantastic. But more often than not, I brew more than I need. So I end up refrigerating the leftovers and then I'll heat that up and stuff. With the Chemex, I was only making one cup at a time, but that cup was kind of enough. Because it, you took the time, mm-hmm. it's the potency, it's, and it's the like strength, the, it's the flavor, it's satisfying. The flavor hits were as much a part of the experience for me as the actual caffeine. So I might be into the Chemex situation. Nice. Yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you adding to your coffee these days? Um, uh, cow fat. Yeah? In some form. Okay. I'm back on the cow. Nice. I was on the oat for a while. Uh, I fell off almond milk a long time ago when I found out just how terrible it is for everything. Yeah, it's like almonds and jeans use more water than I ever expected. <laughs> denim jeans? Yeah. What do you mean? Like because of when you buy a denim jean and it's distressed or worn or faded, yeah. it's because they run it through so many washes to oh. get that natural fade and cut cut ahead into the wear and tear section. Mm. So it's using like oceans of water on jeans and almonds. So you're saying these pre-ripped gap jeans that I have on right now are absolutely terrible for the environment. There is a barren wasteland of fish bones somewhere because of those jeans. Wow. I feel terrible. There you go. Sorry about that. So you're off But I gave almond. up almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't love any of the other milks, macadamia, cashew, pea, anything. I just went back to cow, straight cow. Yeah. What about you know? the taste made things like a French vanilla, caramel, uh, 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 mint cocoa creamer. No. None of that? The only time I like a flavored coffee is at Phil's, P-H-I-L-Z, coffee. If you have a Phil's in your town, get over there and get yourself their mint mojito, whatever the hell it is. Mm. It's the greatest thing I've ever had in my entire life as far as a coffee drink goes. It's just so good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But um, generally, yeah, really good cup of coffee with some half and half or, or cow's milk. That's what I'm doing. All right. Nice. How about you? Um, strong black. Black is your soul. Black is my soul. Mm-hmm. But also I love like a French vanilla over the holidays where you're just drinking cake in a cup. You know why? Why? Because you're actually a sweetie. <laughs> I think so too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't okay, right? No, that's fucking bullshit. Fucking nuts. Jesus Christ. You're not going home because of this, right? I'm not going home for the holidays because of their coffee. (laughs) They measure the scoops, which is so crazy to me. Dump and eye it. Eye it and dump it. Eye it. Eye it. If you're you're going to grind it, whatever it is, you eye it, you put it in the thing, and you dump it. Oh, eyeball it. Eyeball it. They have a (laughs) scoop measurement system. You side eye it? Yeah. You say, bitch, (laughs) let's get strong. Like, come on. Bitch, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But they have like, it's like three little half tablespoons or Mm -hmm. tablespoon scoops and they measure it and i think they measure it because of the directions on the side of the package fall on freaking rule followers like you bought the thing it's your rules now baby play by your own goddamn rules i love a rule but not with coffee not with coffee gotta make it strong you have to and so they measure it by the scoop Mm. and i am super against that okay Cream Corner, get at us with your favorite coffee recipes, holiday coffee recipes. Do you put Kahlua in your coffee or Bailey's in your coffee on a Christmas morning? Do you add a little nog in there instead of some creamer? Do you have a holiday situ- a holiday whip situation you like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really don't like the PSL, but I do love a mint mocha. 
I do like a gingerbread latte. I do enjoy some caramel, some salted caramel, some like sticky toffee notes. Yeah. So I'm about it for the halls. Agreed. For sure. Um, what You brought that up saying send us your thing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to pull up because um, shout out to uh, Charlie Thompson because oh, on yeah. our Thanksgiving episode. That's right. He had DM me and said, we had a great time on Thanksgiving. Thanks a ton to family and friends for another, for being alive. For give- Thanks for being alive. <laughs> Man, no wonder you're into books. You're just like great at words, man. <laughs> Charlie said, we had a great time. Tons of family and friends. Given thanks for being alive another year. Handmade joint holder for a mid-meal cousin's walk. And then sent us a picture of a couple hand turkeys. Oh, fantastic. I love Charlie. Shout out, Charlie. That's yeah. fantastic. So serious. Hit us with your like coffee stuff. I also like that you were able to pull that up faster than you could get the news story up on your phone. You're like, I have this fucking awesome DM from Charlie. Fuck knows where that high times link went. <laughs> Mike has priorities, everyone. And it really is the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's our buds and our friends. Yeah, exactly. Not Napoleon. No. Yeah. Come on. I, I just want to shout that out because whenever we do get messages about things like coffee, mm-hmm. family coffee things, like it just, it gives, it just lights up my day and I love yep. sharing it with everyone who listens. So. Yes. Thank you always for writing to us and sharing things with us. And sometimes I'm not great about getting back to DMs. Like sometimes I'll see things and like try and earmark it, earmark it in my brain, brain market. I don't know. Water Mind market. My brain Put a pin in it. And I, I sometimes don't always get back to it. I'm trying to get better. Why? Because you saw a raven 200 yards away that might eat a chip? That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. A banana slug riding on his back. Look at that. Nobody's ever seen that. And you're like, look at this trash can. Yeah. Buds get of the back week? to our DMs, Mary Jane. <laughs> um, Buds of the week? Yeah. Okay. Let's get to Buds of the week to wrap this baby up. Okay. Do you want to go first or second this week? Um, I can go first. Okay. I wanted to shout out. Patrick Autry and Jim Langer, who are the tech team with the Fairchild, uh, their socials are private, but we'll link to the Fairchild so you can see some of the amazing work they do over there. They put together the most insane video and photos to project on that crazy screen and then called the show with timing and perfection and professionalism that made all of the people watching the show just like have such a good time and we felt so taken care of by the tech team because we were really given the opportunity by James and Dave and Patrick and Jim to just go for broke and we really did and they were so fun to work with they had such good ideas they made everything funnier like that in memoriam flyby that I was talking about yeah they built that thing to just got the biggest laugh so yeah. thanks to those guys thanks Patrick and Jim and all the Fairchild team nice I normally wouldn't add to your personal butt of the week but I just want to add to it because it truly was remarkable like we had free reign and we we send in some crazy requests and mm-hmm. they came back not only with them finished, but they added their own flavor to them, which yeah. made them even better. And, you know, if 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 we all didn't feel comfortable and trust each other to make the best thing possible, like it wouldn't have gone as well as it did. So to it the, just means a lot. To the last minute, we did have written into our script that we were going to do a burrito drone drop at one point. And like up until the 11th hour, they were trying to figure out how to really do it. Yeah. Like, these are the people you want to work with. Yeah. Get at the Fairchild for your next event. The most fun. The most fun. Yeah. Let's share the other butt of the week, too, this week, because okay. they both uh, tie into the MJs in Vegas. My butt of the week this week is Claire Taylor of Chapter 2 Public Relations. Yeah. We had a blast. And she's incredible at her job. She sure is. And the most fun. And just like... I don't know. At, like at every event, she always pops up and I'm like, of course you're here. Yeah. You're everywhere. You're she's on all everywhere. the weed stuff. You're doing all the cool stuff. She's the most fun. And uh, she runs the um, 
cannabis division at Chapter 2, along with Irene, who uh, finished up at Chapter 2. Shout out Irene. She and Irene and Chetta were uh, our points of contact for everything around the MJs with Ken Liu, who heads up all of Chapter 2. And it was just like really fucking cool to hang with Claire. Yeah. And Irene and like, yeah, I mean, I know I'm making it bigger than just Claire, but it was. But really also cool. Ken has the best fits mm -hmm. of anyone. He works with the hundreds mm -hmm. and his clothing is amazing. Irene was a blast. It was so great to hang with her. Yep. She made the award show so easy, so smooth. And Claire knows how to turn up, turn out and get shit done. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. We woke up the next day to an 8 a.m. email from chapter two with all of the winners and us being tagged. Like, yeah. And I was like, they... we were out until 647. Yeah, <laughs> <is this> possible? <laughs> Uh, so Claire's Instagram is at Claire the boss. Of course. Of course it is. Of course. And this picture of her eating a banana while on a jet ski. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's great. <laughs> it's my vibe. Exactly. Um, yeah. She's the best. Give her a follow. You want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Archie needs to go and pee and so do I. Oh, okay. Great. Well, um, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. WG at WeedandGrub.com is our email. Go to our link tree in our Instagram and everywhere. Click on those ticket links for our tour. Fuck the feds. <laughs> oh no, is everything going to shut down? <laughs> Pre-sales will be really important to us to bring the show all around uh, the country. So like, even if you're not somewhere where we're uh, starting out, if you have friends in Sacramento, Berkeley, San Diego, uh, send them our way. We would love to pack out these shows so that we can sell more and more dates on this tour and come uh, to wherever you are, especially, you know, places that we've never been before, like Maryland and yeah, Florida. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really excited to, to go on this tour with you, Mike. I am too, Mary Jane. Yeah. You're also back. my butt of the week. Oh, you're my butt of the week. Yeah. We did a good job. I'm really proud of us. I am too. I'm a little tapped from it, which is why today I was a little crabby. I apologize to you at the end of this for that. No worries. But, um, I really enjoyed this episode and I think we made great strides and I had some good breakthroughs. Yeah. So did I. Thank yeah. you. And thanks to Alex for just rolling with us always at Petty Cash Studios. Thanks, Mark, for being like a sexy entrapment slitherer. And fuck the government. Fuck the feds. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.